0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and HR and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. What's up, everybody?
1: Austin Lane, Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690. Coming to you live once again. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, Due to a hiatus due to vacations and whatnot, but we are back at Top Golf. Brent Martineau right now setting up the cameras, getting everything ship shape for this episode here. But um How are we doing today? A lot to talk about, a lot of things in, in all sports number one, but obviously it's Jacksonville Jaguars focused. And I think the biggest thing today is how much does this team have it in itself to pull off maybe one of the biggest upsets of the season? Pending the Buffalo Bills game. Now, when we talk about the Indianapolis Colts, yes. I think, Casey, what are they, a 13.5-point favorite right now Vegas has them at? Uh, I believe it's up to 15. Up to 15 now? Yeah. Okay, so some could say the money is going to the Colts right now. Understandable. But do the Jaguars have it in them? Do Do the Jaguars have it in them to send the Colts home packing to shut down Jonathan Taylor, to shut down Carson Wentz and say, let's give these fans something to cheer about on a high note? Now I'm not sure if they have it in them or not. Wes Bretton know about that. But I'm very curious to see what this game is going to be like in terms of the turnout. I'm curious to see what the game is going to be like in terms of do these players have any pride left in themselves whatsoever or will it just be a game of futility where the Colts come to town, curb stomp us and it's back to the, you know, shock your mock season if you will. Shock your mock season. On the horizon.
0: Is that what it's going to be? <laughs> yeah, Shockey Box season is already underway, isn't it?
1: But do you, you don't think they have a chance at all against the Colts? No. Not at all? Okay. No.
0: All right. I mean, you got one team that wants to play. you got another team that wants to go home. you got another team that's, I mean, one team that's tired of it all, one team that's motivated. Uh, you got the best running back in the NFL. You've got a uh, uh, defense that gets turnovers. you got an offense that can't score really more than, I'd say, 13 points, but probably more like 10. Yep and you don't have a defense good enough to shut them down, and you really still don't know how many players you're going to have. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a, a lot going on uh, for the Jacksville Jaguars to overcome. Uh, and, and uh, listen, uh, it all comes down to want to at the end of it, you know. Do you want to win or or do you want to go and, and end the season? I think everybody around here wants – doesn't even care if the Jags win. I think they want the season to end and move on. But right? do you think the way the Colts played at home
1: in a kind of a must-win game against the Raiders, any indication – maybe they're struggling a little bit as well because Wentz didn't really look like himself. Like, yeah, Taylor had that one long run. I get that. But, like, Taylor didn't really blow the doors off either or anything. Like, the, 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 the Indianapolis Colts team that were accustomed to a high-powered offense and playing great defense, I mean, okay, the, the Raiders only scored 23 points, but they still got beat at home.
0: Yeah. Well, the difference is the Raiders were still alive, you know, and the Raiders are a much better team than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sure. So I think that's got a little bit to do with it. Um, I just think motivation at the end of the day comes down to part of the team I mean uh, you know we know that the Jags aren't unbelievable to begin with but the want to against the run the mental capacity of this football team right now the, the mental mistakes they're making I mean it just doesn't look like they're hey let's go win a game have fun go out there and get it done so I, I just don't see it happening Maybe the bigger news probably in Jacksonville is uh you know it, the former Colts coach Jim Caldwell could be the next guy and yeah. I, like I feel like it's not shock your mock season but it's more like every conversation I have today yesterday last night uh, with Jihad Ward, others, it's how do you fix it, how do you go forward, how does it change, how quickly can you change it, all those things. And uh, it's interesting that Jim Caldwell is on the list for the Jags because I think so many people would say, hey, it's, this is simple, it's Jim Caldwell, it's Doug Peterson. Uh, just don't make it complicated here, all right? Uh, you can interview other people if you want, but why? Don't muddy the water. Uh, Those are your top two guys, and then you pick whichever one you like and their vision and their plan and who can fix it. Uh, Some of it might come down to sustainability, a 66-year-old guy versus a 53-year-old guy. One might come down to the mountaintop, and that is uh, Doug Peterson's been there before, and he knows how to win in that game and get there. Uh, But I think now so much focus has shifted from, you know, maybe later this week we get into, can you upset, can you play spoiler, do you want to play that role? But I just think now in town, it's, it's just all about uh, can you fix it? How do you fix it? How do you get enough good players here uh, to, to really make a difference once you do get the next guy in as the head coach and the next regime in inside the building?
1: We did this exercise a couple of weeks ago. I think it might have been me and Casey that did it in terms of the coaching spots that can open up and in terms of what jobs are the most coveted right now. Let's say that, you know, we go through the season. i not, not sure who the head coach is going to be the up-and-coming year. I mean, Bears probably looking for a new head coach. Giants could be. We'll see with the Panthers. There's going to be some openings up regardless. We'll see with the Broncos as well. I mean, say your top two choices are Doug Peterson, or Jim Caldwell. Are you guaranteed that they can get one of those guys? Or are those guys maybe going to pursue a
0: different job in a different city with maybe a better team right now to build from? Yeah, I, I think what else is out there is going to be, and you mentioned, uh, I don't know if the Giants are changing. It doesn't sound like, remember there was a report a couple weeks ago, they're sticking with Jones and sticking with Judge. They can change that. I mean, obviously, we think the Jacks are going to change yeah. the report about <laughs> Trent Baalke, so I think a lot of people think that's going to be the case. So, um, you know, are the Giants a, a better job? Is it a better job right now? Maybe, because it's New York, and, and but I think they have their own issues. Is Houston a better job? I've heard internally, Houston's still somewhat of a mess. Like, it may have not have been as loud now over the last couple of months but it's still kind of a mess how much do you have to clean up there and you have to deal with the deshaun watson situation which isn't going to go over favorable basically your first move you know say cully's not the guy or if you have a, a new coach in your yeah. first move is getting rid of deshaun watson like that's a tough job True. uh and for that maybe they continue with cully because cully's done a pretty decent job mm-hmm. i don't think he's the long-term answer but maybe they stick with him um i think team uh, a a Franchise like Seattle could open up. Uh, you know that would be a surprise pick, maybe to some. But because of Pete Carroll, what does he want to do here? That would be a reset. Uh, but again, is that a better job? Well, if Russell Wilson's leaving, you already have a quarterback in place in Jacksonville. So I think it's debatable. Listen, Jags are a mess. Yeah. I think it's debatable. I think I'd be a little bit buyer beware. Uh, but there's only so many of these jobs, and there's only so many quarterbacks that are franchise guys. And You don't now have to find that. I think a lot of people with their egos and and their bravado in this business would say, I got that guy. I don't have to worry about that position. I can work with that position. I can get that guy better. We just have to build around him. I can fix this, you know? And so I think that's kind of where they're going to come from. But do you think that's going to be the
1: biggest selling point as the quarterback?
0: Because I yeah. remember, it is okay. Because yeah. I remember a couple
1: years ago when Matt Rule was the hottest name, and he chose Carolina. Didn't have any kind of quarterback in place. He yeah. just said, "Yeah, I'll take Carolina because you guys are gonna need a lot of money and, uh, and a, lot of, a years, lot of years, right?" That was the so, selling
0: point. It okay. felt like right. But
1: do you think like the Giants are capable of say Judge is gone or Pete Carroll is gone? Uh he's probably gonna be gone. Yeah, true. I mean, couldn't any other team go? Okay, well we may have a qu- we got Justin Fields in Chicago. Take that for how you want, but couldn't we just go? We may not have the quarterback, but we do have the money to say, you know what, we'll give you this long-term deal because we value that much.
0: Yeah, I, I think in that respect, I, I just think there's so much value on the quarterback. And so I, I think there's two different sides of it. And I know we, we, we kind of joked about this yesterday. Hey, this is my best selling point on this franchise right now. I don't think the quarterback's a bust. Yeah. And the quarterback has a lot of talent, and everybody would still say he has a lot of talent. He didn't lose talent. Now he had to deal with a lot. And you can make excuses for him but he also didn't play as well as we thought he was going to play Uh, but he's not a bust and so i still believe that's where the chicago job probably comes in more than any other because your quarterback situation is at least currently set and so when you come into it as a as a peterson or a caldwell or anybody else you say i'm buying into this regime i'm buying into the owner i'm buying into the fact that we can fix it there's one of 32 there's not many of these jobs but i'm buying into that kid that guy. Do you buy into Justin Fields? Do you buy into Trevor Lawrence? Uh, And I think you could buy into both, quite frankly. And Uh, I think you could also say Chicago's a little bit ahead because they probably have more talent on their roster. Mm -hmm. uh, But are they as good a shape in terms of how you want to revamp their roster in terms of the dollars, right? And the draft picks. Mm -hmm. And that's still a it's an age old thing. And I know it hasn't worked around here. I know that's been pitched before to other people and it hasn't worked around here. But it's still a selling point. Uh, It's I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's as good a job as it was last year, because I thought hands down the Jags' job was the best job when it was an unknown about Trevor Lawrence. But you had the number one pick, and you know you could get him sure. when you had the draft picks, when you had the dollars. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this year, but it's still a good job. And and Mike Tannenbaum might have been over the top about how good of a job it is. Yeah. But well. I think that I think it speaks to what people view it as if you're in the profession. Like, hey, I can work with that, that, and that, and I can flip this thing, and I can make this again. They're like an offensive coordinator in the sense that I can make that guy good at the quarterback position. I can make my offense better. And so I think there's... There is that ego and bravado and confidence in these guys that want to come in here and interview, and I think they'll feel about the same way.
1: No, for sure. But at the end of the day, it might be a top job, but is it a top two job? Is yeah. it a top
0: two job that's going Fair to enough. get you your top two
1: choices in Doug Peterson uh, or, or Caldwell? And, and I, I don't know if I can answer and say, yeah, absolutely, because I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, I think if, if Zimmer's out of Minnesota, I think that's an intriguing job. I think there's a lot of intriguing jobs that could open up with a lot better cultures,
0: with maybe okay quarterbacks, but with a lot more talent. Um, and just a lot more tradition. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, Minnesota, if that does open up. Now if you, listen, I'm not a huge Zimmer guy, right? You know that. Yeah. I, I, I think I can't believe this guy doesn't win more. But if you look at his record, it's hard to fire a guy like that. You know, we're talking about Jim Caldwell's job and, and his resume. And, like, how does this guy not have a job in the NFL? Look what he did. Look what he did with yeah. Detroit. Well, Minnesota's kind of like that. I mean, I think it, I saw the stats like 61 and 41 or 71 and 41 record for Zimmer. I mean, that's pretty darn good. And, uh, so I don't know if they're going to fire him. I, I mean, I think I would have learned by now that he's not going to win big for me. Yeah. Um, but now, if that job came open, now that's the best job out there. Well, I mean, you got yeah. a quarterback that you can buy into, uh, and you have receivers and weapons all over the place. Now that would be a job. Yeah, you got to go face Aaron Rodgers, but you might not. He might be leaving.
1: Yeah, all I know is with Mike Zimmer is I see a defensive-minded coach that coaches one of the worst defenses in the NFL. That's all I need to know about Mike Zimmer. I mean, yes, you have Justin Jefferson. Uh, you have Dalvin Cook. Um, you have Adam Thielen. You have Kurt Cousins. That's great on offense, but you're a defensive-minded coach, and your defense, your side of the ball, has not been performing. So I think that's a giant red flag, if that's what we're talking about right now with the Minnesota
0: Vikings defense. I like where you're going here, though. If Minnesota opened up, if Seattle opened up, if the Giants opened up, we already have the Raiders. Um, Minnesota-Seattle Giants, Chicago. Uh the Houston. Possibly Carolina, but I mean I'm sure they're probably gonna give him rule. Yeah, good they chance. just have too much money involved, I think, with them. Uh so I think he's gonna stay. Chicago, Houston, and then already the Raiders. And uh and the Raiders already open. What where do the Jags fit in there? you just look at the quarterback? See, I look at Minnesota and I'd say, Okay, that's the one. Now I'd look at Seattle and say, Hey, they figured out how to win. They know what the culture is there. Now, does that carry over with, with Pete Carroll, without Pete Carroll, with Russell Wilson, without Russell Wilson? Mm-hmm. Um, Denver, by the way, could be a job open, though. I think Fangio's done a halfway decent job to get him in the, in the playoff mix. Yeah. Uh, but I would say Minnesota's that top job. Like, if, again, we're just playing out these hypotheticals, uh, because I could see someone making a move there. But I'd say Chicago might be more of a pick for some than oh, even it, Jacksonville,
1: it, right? It's, it's the Chicago Bears, man. I, th- yeah. I think that's definitely a, a, a pick. has been kind
0: of messy, though.
1: I, I just still think history and tradition means something. You know, it, it's the Bears. Um, we'll see with Aaron Rodgers. You've got to play him twice a year even. He might be gone. So if that's the case and Vic Fangio's out, then all of a sudden maybe Denver can become an interesting possibility in terms of a, a coaching destination. I mean, I would definitely put Minnesota, Chicago, and probably
0: Seattle ahead of Jacksonville. Minnesota, Chicago, Seattle even, huh? Even though yeah. they're going to have to revamp. Yeah. I mean, I guess Jags have to revamp. Now, Denver would be one that people would like to. De-
1: I mean, Denver, like I said, the quarterback, if Aaron Rodgers is possibly
0: going to go yeah, there, Yeah, that's what they absolutely. would say, right? Yeah, I mean, but Chicago. Sure. Well, Chicago's not going to fit there. Uh, you know, could Minnesota? would be awesome, huh? Imagine if Rodgers leaves and goes to, like, Minnesota. <laughs> and, and, and it'd, be, it'd be Brett Farwell Bar- over <laughs> again, man. <laughs> it be Brett um, again. So it's interesting to look where, the, see, I, to that point, I will sit here and tell you that I don't think the Jags' job is as sexy as it was a year ago. Yeah, And I think that's a fair statement. Now, I do think it will be perceived as a very good job still. But to your point, let's just say everybody wants to go after Jim Caldwell and Doug Peterson. And I don't think these they're the fit for everybody. Sure. I really don't. I, I think there will be other organizations and franchises that go after the young guy, the McVeigh guy, the Zach Taylor guy. I just don't think right now the Jags can afford to take those chances on the left witches of the world, the Kellen Moores of the world, those guys. I, I think it's too risky. Mm-hmm. So how many of those would want it, even if all those jobs were open in this hypothetical situation? Where do the Jags fit? And The bottom line is I'm not sure they fit in the top two, and that should scare you a little bit, and it should also be a reason why the Jags have to hustle. Yeah. You know, the Jags should get out here and be like, all right, listen, you got Peterson in last week. You got Caldwell in this week. You got, uh, I think that Bowles was already a guy that they interviewed yesterday, or at least reportedly. Uh, so you got to get this thing done, make your decision, and, and say, all right, we want you. And, and Shad was very good at this last year, right? And, and again, it didn't work. But yeah. he's very good at saying, I want my guy. I got my guy. I'm getting my guy. And he did get his guy. He got his guy in Urban Meyer. It turned out to be an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can Shad go get the guy? Uh, once again this this off season, and right now he's only got one competitor and by the way that competitor in the Raiders might want to think about hiring one of their own because that guy in in LA uh, in Vegas excuse me is doing yeah. a really good job oh, and has done? him on the foot of the playoffs despite all the stuff that they had to deal with this year
1: yeah no absolutely i don't I'll be curious to see what, what the Raiders do you know I think at the end of the day like you said it's got to be a right fit for Doug Peterson and Caldwell you know, when the Jaguars are sitting here, well, I guess they're not really sitting probably in person, right? It's probably more of a Zoom interview or, or the meeting in person. Do you know this?
0: Uh, I think they said they're mo- – I, I thought it was Gene Fournette. It's in person. Okay, it's in person. Not here in Jacksonville either, which, which okay. that wouldn't be surprising. So, I mean, sometimes these are done at Mi- in Miami on the Kismet or sure, wherever, but it's usually not done right in Jacksonville.
1: Okay, so then for these coaches' meetings, is this more – of the coach trying to sell himself of why he would be a great candidate to be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, or is hey, it more Shad Khan and the front office selling themselves of saying why they're a great candidate for that coaches? That's a, a, a very discussion. good
0: call. That's a very that's a that's an excellent question. But we don't know, do we? Uh, well, of course we don't oh. know. Okay. Uh, I I, mean, no, no, I don't think we know that. Okay. Um, I, I, listen, I do know this. I've said yesterday, and I believe this, that I've been here for 14 years. I'm a super positive guy. And and I think I have the right now. I feel like this is a an organization without a compass. I feel like it's an organization going in, in nowhere. Like I don't, I can't get excited about something. Like there's no hope to to grab onto. There's no hey, give me this. Now I might feel differently if you get Peterson with a Super Bowl ring or a Caldwell with his resume in, and say, okay, now I feel like he got something. Mm-hmm. But right now, sitting here without a coach. I'm telling you, I'm as least excited about this organization going forward as I've ever been, and we've been through some bad years. And so, to your point, I would say right now, Shad has to sell me well, if I'm a candidate coming in on why are we going to fix this? What is going to change? But I'll also say this: one of thirty-two jobs, and whoever gets the job is going to have a lot of power, sure. because Shad doesn't get too involved with the football side of things. And so, if this person does have a lot of power, that means Balky's likely gone. And they get to bring in their own GM as well. And they probably get to make some personnel decisions. And they have a patient owner and a guy who's building a brand new facility for you. Um, And as uh, I think it was Demetrius just said, uh, Demetrius Harvey jumped in on on that question. He said, Lawrence is a selling point. Number one picks a selling point. Cap space, patient owner, uh, resources, new football facility coming in, and a couple of pieces on defense that you can work with. Mm. And a couple of young guys. I mean, listen, they have drafted, and the story isn't told on some of these young guys. So... My point being, as drastically bad as it looks right now, this is still an attractive job by NFL means.
1: Well, and I get that it's one of 32 jobs, but, like, Dan Quinn didn't think that way. I know. Because Dan Quinn understands what's at stake right now. Dan Quinn was a guy who got an opportunity as a head coach and, you know, didn't do that well. Um, you know, got I guess downgraded back to defensive coordinator again. Dan Quinn's probably out thinking, you know what? I have one more shot to make this right. I have one more go around to try to win some football games, to try to get respect, to try to become an NFL head coach, and then that's it. I'll be defensive coordinator for the rest of my life. So I think Dan Quinn Quinn thinks, you know what? Yeah, while maybe an appetizing job. I don't want to go to Jacksonville, try to turn this whole thing around, and not win right away, and not have success. Maybe you know, keep on failing like they have in Jacksonville, because then my head coaching career is going to be done, and I'm going to be a coordinator. So I understand, yeah, it's one of 32 jobs, but it is a turnstile. Like every single year, there will be openings. Every single year, there will be teams in need of a new head coach. And getting back to the interviews with with Shad Khan. I agree with you. I think it's more right now of Shad Khan pitching why the Jaguars are are a suitor for these head coaches. I think if you ask them a year ago when you had Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick, when you had all this salary cap, you know, when you had the intrigue of turning everything around, I'm sure coaches were lying up the doorstep saying, hey, I want in, I want in, I want in. And the coaches had to sell themselves. Obviously, Urban Meyer was kind of the guy from day one, but I think that was the case. That's not the case anymore. Now you gotta go, okay, well we got this salary cap, we have the number one pick again and all this stuff. That's not right. That you shouldn't be in that kind of situation. It should be the other way around. And unfortunately, just the way things have transpired this year. Well, you know, again, one can say maybe the worst season in Jaguar's history. We I feel like we say that a lot. But one could say it's the worst season in terms of, well, now you went from being that suitor, you, you went from being the team that, you know, all these coaches had googly eyes over, to now you're
0: just begging someone to say, hey, here's why you should come here. Please yeah. come here. Well, and I don't think it's that. That's my point. I guess there's it's not all or nothing here. I don't think this is, hey, please come coach the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Listen, Cleveland had a lot of bad years, too, and I don't think they were begging people to coach their football team i think they had plenty of people plenty good candidates did they pick the right one no did they go outside the box too much maybe did they go after the wrong guy yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and now they're probably asking it again even though they just had the coach of the year a year ago that's the way the nfl works but i do think we have to be honest with ourselves and where this organization is at it is not where it was a year ago it certainly wasn't as as bad as it was a year ago it was set up to go succeed and Urban Meyer screwed it up. And Trent Mulkey helped screw it up. And everything in that building has been worse but, just about. And so now it's not as good of a job. And that's why you have maybe a McDaniels saying no, even, or maybe they didn't reach out. We don't know exactly, but there are reports of that. That's why you have Dan Quinn saying, "Ah, eh, no thanks. That's why you say left, which isn't jumping to interview right, right now during the season. Yeah. And maybe that isn't fair. We have to acknowledge that in Jacksonville. But I would say this i think this is a crystal clear hiring from the jags point of view doug peterson jim caldwell if those two guys don't want the job Mm -hmm. then i'll 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 be concerned i'll be majorly concerned because i think those two guys are the top two guys on this list i think it's a no-brainer i think it's a slam dunk i think i could make the case for either guy and i don't think this is a hard decision for shad khan so if those two guys aren't here well, the either went outside the box or they, they said we don't want that job. We're not comfortable.
1: No, for sure. And if I'm Doug Peterson or, you know, if I'm Caldwell and I'm sitting in this meeting and you're essentially you're trying to woo me, you're you're trying to convince me why I should come to Jacksonville and, you know, how I can turn this whole thing around. If we're being 100 percent transparent, if I'm looking to my left and I see Trent Baalke sitting next to shot Khan, I'm wondering, well, OK, I mean, I, I get the sales pitch. But what? Why is He's he so- here? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, how, how does it not cross your mind if you're yeah. Doug Peterson or, or Caldwell?
0: Yeah, Caldwell, It just—it yeah. has to. Yeah. So I, I don't. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Listen, we believe that. I, I think we've been pretty consistent with that as well. Uh, Tuesday's from Topped Top. Off. We're not done talking about this. Uh, I want to talk more about the candidate and why I think Jim Caldwell might be better than Doug Peterson. You can tell me I'm crazy if you want, but I want to—I want to share this thought with you. Um, at, at least why I lean a little bit on the Caldwell side, even though I, again I would fully endorse Doug Peterson being the next guy to the Jags. And I think it's the only two... That's the only two options right now for the Jags. Unless they get told no by both guys. Tuesday, some top golf rolls on. Action Sports shacks on ESPN six nine. Indianapolis is going to the playoffs. It's hard to imagine a world where they don't. I mean, they're playing the worst team in the NFL yes. who has shown zero signs of life. Like, the Bills are playing... The Jets. The Jets almost beat the Bucks this past weekend. Again, the Bucks are a 17 almost point favorite down to 16 and a half. I'm not saying that. Look, the Bills are in a great spot. The Jags aren't even frisky. <laughs> well, that's true. I have no idea who that was, but they're, they're not, not wrong. Frisky.
1: Hey, that he said? Frisky? When there's Yes, yeah, that's what right. he said. When there's no okay. new sound, I got to go deep. That's our guy, Kevin Walsh of Sports Grid Radio. Wow. Sports
0: Grade Radio? Grid what the hell is that? It's oh, on Grid, Sirius
1: okay. XM. I don't think I'm gonna give them the channel because you know. By I don't the need way, to like
0: tell I that, say who but, the hell yeah, is yeah, that and business. I say it in all good fun because if we it's like if their show played like something from Brent Martineau, yeah, they'd be like, Who the hell is that? Yeah. Well
1: no, I mean but it's not so hard on ourselves now when Paul Feinbaum played my audio That's it was point. Austin Lane from, you know, from ESPN 690 there in Jacksonville. True. So they, people know who... Where it also
0: just means more. people Where it just means <laughs> a little more. I mean... <laughs>
1: oh, hey, wait, maybe it was... Their slogan game.
0: was where they're
1: trying to make it. Hey, exactly. <laughs> check the championship <laughs> game. It's just... It's going to mean a little more this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, Georgia-Alabama is <laughs> going to mean just a little more. I'll tell you now, the, the SEC people have now gotten under my skin a little bit. Oh, yeah? But yeah, like you, To you the point where upset? it's just... it's it's I can't grasp... We'll, we'll talk about it later, but... I can't grasp the whole notion of it. Like, I just can't grasp the notion of where it started. That you root for everybody in your Whoa. conference. Like Man, it's we've just, been over. I know, this. but it's just it, it bothers me. Come on. I know, but it's like just If you're a real Gator fan, if you're a real Gator fan, you should not even want to watch this national championship. Vanderbilt you should fans. hate Georgia so much, yeah. which you probably do, but you should hate them so much, and you should hate Alabama so much.
1: South Carolina fans talking the most smack right now. I see you. That, that you don't want anybody to win. Yeah, And I, I saw some I guy you.
0: tweet that, and I, re- and I, I respect that guy. The rest of you, I got no respect for you waving the SEC flag. No, I don't Listen, know what it is. I hate the SEC, Yankees. Man. I don't wave the ALE's flag. I don't wave the American League flag. I hate the Yankees. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I, I was like
1: trying to burn some voodoo dolls when the Cubs are going to win the World Series, man. I wanted that to stop. Uh, yeah, you, you just you can't go along when your divisional opponent or your conference op- opponent, like if the Titans go, phew. <laughs>
0: Casey, though,
1: we'll see. I really think this has morphed into,
0: again, I don't even want to talk about this right now, but here I go. I think this morphed into something where in social media world especially, people started to say, well, the ACC is a little better this year or the Big 12 is a little better this year. And so now everybody got bowed up about it, Mm -hmm. and so it became a thing. Like, now it is a thing. Like, they they say it just means more, but everybody waves the SEC flag. Like, I almost came in here yesterday Mm -hmm. and had an SEC shirt on. Oof, Brent. Like I, I just want to wear an SEC. Do you see any fans wearing an SEC shirt? <laughs> Does anybody wear an SEC shirt? I mean,
1: no. But sometimes I feel like the Alabama hat has the SEC patch on it or something.
0: <laughs> it For true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, forget about the SEC. Whatever. We'll talk about the national championship later. Okay. Jim Caldwell, Doug Peterson. I think it should be the only two candidates. Welcome back to Top Golf, everybody. Tuesdays at Top Golf. Brent Morton, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, and. Uh, I think these are the two guys i think it's a no-brainer i think this is what the organization needs they need some experience they need people to settle this thing down they need people that know how to win football games in the nfl even when your team isn't the most talented which we see all across the nfl to the tune of four wins five wins six wins sometimes seven wins and right now that's what we're after in Jacksonville. this is not about winning super bowls at the moment it really isn't it can't be it's got to be about fixing this and getting out of the mud getting out of the quicksand that we're in, which is three wins in the last two years, and you got to start somewhere. And so I really believe these two guys are the guys. I I don't think you need to look further. It's okay if you do. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that, hey, Todd Bowles has done it before in New York, but his resume just doesn't help me out here to to say, I really want Todd Bowles as my next head coach, okay? I know New York's a tough place. They've had some tough times. But there's really no difference in bringing back Gus Bradley than Todd Bowles (laughs) if you look at the resumes, you know? I mean, yeah. seriously, it's not a lie. Um, you get my point. So, but I, I feel like Jim Caldwell, to me, might be a better fit at the moment for the Jaguars in the immediate, and I don't care about down the road right now. And I think if I'm Shad Khan, I wonder if he doesn't care about down the road right now. I think he's now, so remember in 16, 17, he was basically like, whatever we got to do to win right this second. Well, he hired Tom Coughlin, Doug Maroon, and it's like, boom, let's win. But they did. They put a lot of emphasis on winning right now. Forget about a plan. Forget about all this stuff. I think that's where the Jags are right now. They got to get the hell out of this mess and just give me some wins next year. And find me what's going to fix it right now. Find me what's going to stabilize my my organization. Find me what's going to get out of articles about clowns being on on, on the at the <laughs> stadium on Sunday. You know, find hey, me, get me off coverage, baby. Get Let's go off those national the national coverage yeah. and just make me irrelevant, Jacksonville, if you want again, because we won six games, seven games, and we don't have a circus going on or a soap opera which we just encountered this year with urban meyer and therefore i think and you tell me if i'm wrong or right on this i feel like jim caldwell from the outside i don't know the man and i don't know doug peterson but i think doug peterson has a little more ego swagger to him and i'll keep Mm in mind everybody's got an ego but i feel like he's got a little bit more of that to him, which can be very helpful but it really hurt them this year like urban meyer had too much of that yeah. He has too much ego. It was all about Urban, all about Urban, all about Urban, and they lost sight of all about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I feel like Caldwell would come in here and be like, you know what? I just want to win and do what's right for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He feels like that guy rather than I want to do what's right about me. Like, I've got to prove myself right, you know, and I'm, I'm, I've am got to tell everybody I'm the best coach and I'm this coach, and why did they not give me another chance after the Lions? Why did the Lions fire me? Like, I just don't get the sense Caldwell's that guy, mm-hmm. and so it's this calming maybe lack of ego, head coach, and guy in the building that I think could help settle this thing down and fix it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I got you.
1: I mean, in terms of ego and coaching style, like, that's not necessarily what would be the the turnoff for me. Now, one could say, you know, Doug Peterson's book, where he's adamant about Doug Marone's, you know, calls or whatever, like that, 2017, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I think it rubbed you the wrong way a little bit. It did at the time, yeah. So... And now
0: I'm vouching for him to be the guy.
1: Yeah, there you go. But like to me, I mean, I've I've been on the Jim Caldwell train since you know yeah. Urban Meyer got fired. I mean that's that's been my guy because and I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but it's the I don't say it's the most you know boring um, pick, but it's the most stable, and and that's what I want right now for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I want stability. That's what you need more than anything. I don't need flash. I don't need sexiness. I don't need trending topics. I don't need hype. I don't need hope. I need stability, and I think Jim Caldwell, more than anybody else, can provide stability. I get it. Doug Peterson's got that Super Bowl ring, and that's something you can dangle in front of the people at the interviews, and and they're going to be ooh and on, and I I understand all that. But I look at the way that, you know, Doug Peterson left Philadelphia. Well, what happened? You know, falling out with the front office, falling out with Carson Wentz a little bit. Well, that's the last thing I want to see right now in Jacksonville is the, the head coach and the quarterback maybe not getting along, and obviously the front office and the head coach not vibing either because we've seen too many of those stories. We know how it pans out. With Jim Caldwell, how did it end with him in Detroit? Went 9-7, and seven, second place in the NFC North, and he got fired. All right? Some would say that he was wrongfully fired, yeah. and I would probably agree with. That. And then he wrote look into the, the sunset. Exactly. Look with, well, then he he coached in Miami. I know. I'm yeah, just but, saying, but it felt like he wrote into the sunset. You had to Google where he was. No, for sure, for sure. But uh, I think all in all, like, all right, he got fired because he went nine and seven in Detroit. What has Detroit done since that? did uh, Detroit would kill to be nine and seven every single year again. So I think of when I look at the resumes, when I look of how they re- they left their respective franchises when they were let go or why they were let go. It was super messy, it seems like, in Philadelphia. Not messy at all. Probably a wrong termination in Detroit. So that's why I lean advantage, you know, Jim Caldwell. And I'm going to say, have fun in Beloit, Wisconsin, meeting his family and friends. You're going to have a blast. There. <laughs> I'm going. Just, just make sure you go in the summertime. You know? Or the
0: springtime. And I, and I want to be crystal clear here. Having an ego doesn't make you a terrible person, having an ego doesn't make you bad fit for the job. I just, from some of the things you just said, Peterson did clash with. The, Management, he obviously had a falling out with the Wentz stuff going on. Yeah, uh, he does feel like he's got more swagger and bravado, which, by the way, I think helps him be a good coach. It helps him win a Super Bowl. Helps him go toe to toe with Bill Belichick. So, I I'm okay with that as a as a coach. And and by the way, if that's what's coming in here, that's fine too. But I just think you got to be a little careful right now. That is an organization that needs somebody to stand up and defend it and say we're the Jacksonville Jaguars and and we're going to fix this thing and, and it's good to be a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've heard Josh Allen say that. I heard Urban try to say that by pointing to the logo, but his actions didn't indicate it. It was all about Urban from not coming back on the team playing to the bar to not being able to handle adversity once the media got hot on him and then the temperature got turned up. He he couldn't handle it, couldn't do it because you know why? It was a dent to his ego. And, by the way, I'm a guy that said at times I thought the bravado of, of Urban would help turn this thing around. That guy's not going to lose. Well, it actually had an, a negative Im- impact, had just the opposite impact. Once stuff got turned up on Urban Meyer, he just didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. And, and then the building went to boom, you know, and uh, here we are. So I just get the sense. And that's why I said a couple weeks ago, and I know I'm not the first one, and this, isn't, this is like an easy thing to piece together. But if you could just envision in your mind, a guy like Tony Dungy having a say or an impact uh, at some level on either the coaching hire or your organization as the EVP and, and Jim Caldwell. Well, what you do is you have two solid men, two foundational men, two men that don't exude ego or, or, or anything like that. And they're just like, I'm going to do what's right to win. And, and I think that perception needs to maybe be in place, even though that's probably a tough reality in a very selfish industry. In the NFL is about as ego-driven and selfish as you can get, in my estimation, after covering it for 20 years. And so I think it's a very hard thing to get. But I look around the league, and I'm like, you know, Indianapolis, for all those years, Ursay is not like this, known as this greatest guy, and he's got a bad reputation at times, and he's got some problems and issues and had some run-ins, but they had Peyton. And they had Caldwell, and they had Dungy, and they had these guys that represented this wholesome nature of the Indianapolis organization. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. Well,
1: and, and now they have Reich. Well, I think. And Gen now that Reich that is well. the same and, way. And to, to be fair, with all due respect to Reich, I know nothing about that dude. Me either. Seems, seems boring as all good Yeah, but I I heard he's he is. the salt of the earth. Sure, I'm sure he is. But I'm saying, listen, that, that at the time that signing, it didn't really do much for me in Indianapolis. Like I didn't. I mean, I knew of him, but I'm like, okay, good luck with that. It seems, for lack of a better word, turning out pretty well for them. It I does. Mean, we'll see how this. You know, we'll see how the playoffs turn out. But they're doing pretty well. I think you could go out. Listen, you can find
0: different organizations that operate different ways. Some people have good people in the organization. Some might not perceive to be great people in the organization leading the way. And so it mixed back. Like it doesn't mean you're going to win. I just feel like at this point in time. The Jacksonville Jaguars need to find a little bit more of that wholesome effect. <laughs> you know, yeah. a little bit more of this. Hey, uh, we're doing to do things the right way, uh, and you know that sometimes comes off as eh, we don't care if we're good or we get the the five star guy. We want the team captain guy. You know, I'm not saying that, but. You're coming off Grievance Gate with Coughlin a couple years ago. You're coming off miserable records. You're coming off Urban Meyer and the stench of that now. There are problems in Jacksonville in terms of perception. And I, I just feel like Caldwell is a guy that will clean some of that up immediately as soon as you hire him. Yeah. And not to say again, I don't want to disregard Peterson. I don't think he would be the alter- or alternative to Caldwell. I just think Caldwell might do that a little bit better. Sure. And that's why I lean right now. Uh, to him, although I'd be okay with with either one. There you go. That's my TED Talk on it. I like it, man. Like I said, I just want stability, and I think Caldwell gives the most stability. Yeah, I think so, too. The crazy part about it is he gives you that stability, but he doesn't give you longevity, most likely, right? I mean, he's sixty-six you mean years old. In terms of his age, yeah, sixty-six years uh, old. I mean, I mean, Doug Peterson could be here for the next ten years if he did sure, well. Sure, I don't sure. know if we're saying that about Caldwell, but like I just said earlier hey, in the segment, take, hey, who cares? Five good years. I know. Who cares? Five good years. You have to call in the show, aren't? Just give me as good,
1: as good as five good years. I don't have to do an interview with you. I don't have to shake your hand for a photo opportunity
0: at the first practice. I don't want anything from you, Jim Carwell. Just give me five good years. said. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports shacks on ESPN 690. Tuesdays from Top Golf continues.
1: I think Aaron Rodgers is going to end up in Pittsburgh next year. Why? Because primarily give me a situation other than the 49ers, and I don't think they're going to trade him there, where he could potentially win better in the short term. Denver, I don't know that I would say that. Could he win better in the short term than he could in the Raiders? No. I, I think it's going to be his best opportunity to win in the short term, and I could see the Steelers doing it for a couple of years, especially when there's not the
0: guy there in the draft that they could take. Oh, sure, please. Who wouldn't want to bring Aaron Rodgers in? <laughs> I mean, yeah, this great. We got to work. we got an email at work. It's like I got an idea. Uh, shoot, now I forget who we said as the coach. Um, anyway, his idea. Oh no, it was Nate. Hackett. It was Nathaniel Hackett. Sure. He's like bring Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers to Jacksonville. Sure. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's a great. World, yeah. He's like, and sit down Trevor Lawrence for oh, a couple years. Oh yeah, so years. he's still behind. <laughs> You, you're somehow going to swing all that? <laughs> it's like, all right. First if of all, yeah. I think everybody. I think Aaron's going to have his, you know, wishes wherever he wants to go. Sure. I don't think Jacksonville be high on his list. No, no <laughs> definitely not.
1: If you're Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers for Russell Wilson. Straight up. Uh,
0: fascinating, huh? If you're Seattle, if, if you're Green Bay, yes. If okay. you're Seattle, I think you think a little twice about that because you only have a couple years left in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and Does that make sense for Aaron Rodgers? Does that make sense for Seattle? Well, I mean, see, I look at Seattle and I look at Denver. I mean, are there a lot of differences between the two? Well, I would say it's a, it's a good question. I think there are more core good players on Denver okay. and definitely – well, weapon-wise, you got Lockett and Metcalf. Yeah, that's, so they got a lot of weapons. Sure. Now. those receivers no, the, are they're yeah, invested in Denver. Yeah. So, yeah, defenses I, are both kind of. Yeah. I don't have their depth charts in front sure, of me. Sure. I just don't feel like Seattle's very good. Okay. But that's uh, that's very interesting. That's that's fascinating. You see, Jim Harbaugh, by the way, there's a report by Bruce Feldman <laughs> that he might want in the NFL again. Which, by the Trent way, wouldn't be, it happen, huh? wouldn't be surprising. He kind of got my, Michigan to a place, so it's probably self-satisfying. And now he's yeah. like, I'm not dealing with this. Same thing, Urban. Urban <laughs> didn't want to go back into the the college game. They yeah. didn't want to deal with the NIL and the game had changed and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. If old school Jim Harbaugh. I don't want to deal with that any He's old school. You know. Sure. I mean, he's an old school guy. But I'm telling you right now, we're keep good. Jim Harbaugh away. We're all set from one TIAA Bank place. If that's what's called now, I think. We're it is. All, we're all set. I mean, the uh, no way. Dude scares me. And, and by Harbaugh. the way, I'm actually a fan of Harbaugh. But can yeah. you, like, this re, there's no reunion between Balky and Harbaugh here, okay? Yeah. It actually fizzled out at the end. I know they did well together, but that ain't happening. I don't want to cover a coach that can probably beat
1: me in a fight. So, no, we're all good. <laughs> we're all set. Jim Harbaugh, uh, enjoy Michigan. Casey, right. will, uh, will, 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 Casey, would you trade Aaron Rodgers for Russell Wilson straight up?
0: Not if I'm Seattle.
1: Okay. They if you Bay, yes. Seattle, I mean, they just gave up 40 or 30 points to the Lions. I
0: think they got bigger problems.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Jared Goff was, by the
0: way, too. It's really hard to – listen, if you're going to lose what Russell Wilson, I mean, I understand why you'd want draft capital, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to turn down Aaron Rodgers, isn't it? Very hard. Best quarterback in the league probably right now. Yeah, yeah I would say so. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MVP, yeah. yeah. But, but I understand also if you're building, it doesn't make a lot of sense because now you've got a $40 million quarterback – and you're wasting his time potentially if you don't think you're good enough to win it all. Yeah, I mean, I just, if, if, I if Russell know. Wilson Where? went five and ten, is Aaron Rodgers going to go ten and five? Well, here's the thing, though. I look at what
1: Aaron Rodgers has in Green Bay in terms of weapons, and yeah, Devontae Adams, probably the best receiver in the league. Um, you know, Aaron Jones, uh, AJ Dillon, a one-two combination. but, you know, it's, it's. I get it. But like you almost have more weapons in Seattle on offense. Yeah, kind like, of. Like I mean, I would take the I would take Lockett and DK Metcalf over Devonta Adams and
0: whoever else they're, they're dragging out yeah. there. And you can fix defenses quick yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of fascinating. I, like I well, don't know I'm how just, you say no. Yeah. But I also I'm like, well, yeah. I just bring it up because that was the, the big talk back home. Oh, was it? Yeah. That's what people want so to see. People. Would, well,
1: I mean, they're saying if, if Aaron Rodgers chooses to leave, they should try to get Russell would, Wilson. Yeah. Because Russell Wilson's
0: a Wisconsin guy, too. So. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. think about that. Yeah. And he's like a Wisconsin guy to start, right? No, well, he remember, he's was at NC State. No, I know, and that, but, but is he a Wisconsin guy? Like, is that no, where he's, no up, he's, up? he's
1: not from Wisconsin. Oh, no, okay, okay, okay. No,
0: no, no. But I'm just he, I know that's where his, ended he ended. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Who else could they I guess they could get Deshaun Watson. From a big-time quarterback standpoint, who else could you get? Yep, right. Sean Watson. And and Watson could be on the move, too. I mean, you could have those three quarterbacks on the move. Yeah. And so that's who you'd pick from. For sure. And so that trade would make sense. Again, that trade makes a lot of sense from Green Bay's perspective. Correct. And I think from Seattle, it's not the worst thing it's not, either. Actually, the more I think about it, it's not the worst. Yeah. But you really, the time is ticking on Aaron Rodgers. I don't see him playing until he's 45. Well, like, for and if you're Aaron
1: Rodgers, would you want to go to Seattle anyway? Because I think if he was to get traded, they would do right by Aaron Rodgers and kind of send him where he wants to go. I think.
0: That's I don't a know. Friction there now. I don't think uh, the GM is doing him any favors. Yeah, I mean, I he's called him out on every corner. Yes. Yes, yeah, <laughs> this, this is true. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, let's get Steven in real quick, and then I'll probably answer his question at the top of the hour. Uh, Tuesdays from Top Golf, Brent Martin, Ope, uh, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, and Steven joins us. What's up, man? Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year to you guys. How are you doing today? Very good.
1: All right. Uh, My main question is, everybody, I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter, everybody's deciding what to do with that number one overall pick. Who do you say? Cutchinson, Thibodeau, Evan Neal. I mean, uh, what would you guys consider about maybe trading away the number one pick for players? Like uh, an example would be uh, Denver. Uh, Maybe trading and getting maybe a Jerry Judy. Getting your wide receiver. Maybe even, like you guys said, Seattle. Maybe get a DK Metcalf. Mind you, we're going to have to re-sign him to a whole new contract. But maybe doing something like that, maybe getting one of these star receivers because a lot of the guys going on free agency are
0: deciding to tear their ACLs at the last moment. <laughs> yes, that's true. I'm not sure they're deciding on it, but that is happening. All right, uh, Stephen. Uh, Stephen, I love the question today because, and I know a lot's been floating around the number one overall pick. I gotta be honest with you. There's been so much going on with the Jazz. I haven't thought about the draft as much as I, I think I probably would have. Yeah. And and now we're starting to. Is my point right? I mean, over the last week or so and, and and change. But this actually crossed my mind a little bit yesterday watching Cleveland, and I wondered. I was like, Is does Cleveland have anybody that I would actually trade for? Miles Garrett. Yeah, but yeah. they're probably not going to let him go. Probably right. Not, no. So. But then I started poking around, and to Steven's point, you end up on a DK Metcalf in Seattle if they're going to blow it up. Yeah. Could you even do this with Green Bay if Devontae Adams, they don't feel like they're going to get a deal done? Yeah. If they franchise them or whatever. and um, Denver is interesting. I didn't think about that. I doubt it that they would be willing because they feel like they're probably just missing a quarterback. And Kenny Pickett's not going to probably solve all their problems. But would you trade Jerry Judy for a first-round pick? No, probably not. Yeah. I mean, After again. first overall pick? I, I think. Th- that'd be more. I think my point being is you don't see this very often where you, t- you trade for a player. Yeah. But I think this might be a situation where the Jags aren't in love with the number one overall pick. And they're not going to be able to trade out of it, I don't believe. And so could you find a dance partner that includes a player? Yeah. Actually, then all this draft capital that most people usually give up to go get that number one pick. Let's talk a little bit more about Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 when we come back Tuesdays from Top Golf on ESPN 690. Yeah.